the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Welcome back and thank you for being with us here on the AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program. My name is Marcus Burgos, and I am your host. I uh, was thinking this week about uh, one of one really one of my favorite passages, and I like to share a passage with you every time we open the program. One of my favorite passages, and, and I'm a Bible guy. I love so many different verses and bi- chapters in the Bible, mm-hmm. but John 15 uh, has a special place in my heart. It, it really does, and there's something that people don't understand in life that I believe if they were to read John 15, it would clarify some things for them. John 15, verse 2, I could easily read the full first section of it, but verse 2, I think, really clarifies some things of John 15. Uh, And this is where Jesus is saying in verse 1, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Verse 2 goes right in and makes some revelations, gives us some revelation, uh, and he says, he, the gardener, cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. And then it goes on. And I thank God it goes on because in that going on of the, of the verse, it answers and it, and it confirms some things in our life. It, it sheds yes. light. And it says, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes mm-hmm. so that it will, it will be even more fruitful. A lot of times in our life, we, we know we and we and we say, you know, God is punishing me, or or you know, I can't I can't expect God to bless me because I haven't been good. And maybe you put yourself in that fruitless branch, and 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 you're saying, well, God is, you know, I expect to be punished. I expect to be cut. And you know, the first thing is, God really doesn't punish. God God is not about punishing. He's about restoring. He's about loving. Uh, and and he's about calling you into a place that is safe, calling you into a place where he can uh, bless you and where you can be redeemed. Now, he also gives us free will and we can go out and, and do whatever we want. And, and sometimes we have to reap from, from what we have sown. However, what is a question sometimes in our life? is that we've been going to church. We've been serving the Lord. We've been trying to do what was right. And, and Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stop doing what's wrong, and I'm, I'm doing what's right. And I've been going to church for years now, but, Lord, I still feel like you're cutting me. I still feel like you're hurting me. I still feel like, why doesn't this work out? Why don't these things just, where is the favor that I have been promised? Where's, where's all this stuff that I thought would happen when, when, when I started living for you, when I started reading my Bible? And I think verse 2 really clarifies something for us because he says, he says, the ones that don't bear fruit, I'm going to cut. And we understand that. That makes sense in our mind. Yes. But it goes on to say, those that bear fruit, yeah. he prunes. Yes, he and the pruning process uh, could just be just as painful as the cutting process. 
and we think God don't love me. God has left me. God is just hurting me. God has he's turned his back on me and I don't and I don't see where God is. God is far from me. But I tell you what, in order for God to prune us, he's got to be close to us. And so understand that even in the pain, even through the tears, God is working on you. God is working on you to the point that so that the point is so that you could be more fruitful. So God is not trying to kill you. He's not trying to bury you. He's not trying to forget about you. He loves you. And that will not change. Romans 8 says, who can separate us from the love of God? Nothing can. So what we understand and what we should understand from John 15 verse 2 is that his love is such that he will prune. And though it feels, it feels painful, it feels like he's cutting, he's not. He's loving. And so take that with you. I hope you can have that. I hope that you can uh, apply that to your life. I hope that will bring some peace to your heart tonight and you could rest easy knowing that God is close to you. Amen. And so San Antonio, I'm back in the studio and we're so happy to be here with one of our pastors here uh, of our of our city. You know that this program is geared towards putting a spotlight on the different churches in in our beautiful San Antonio. And uh, I, I'm still counting the number of churches. When I when I get to that last count of how many churches we have in San Antonio, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout it from the mountaintop, and then we'll start from the top again. <laughs> and so today, <laughs> today we're back in studio. And I say this every week, Pastor. I say yes. I say yes. uh, I love I love the national uh, men and women. They travel mm-hmm. the world and they preach the gospel, and many get saved. And, and they're from plane to airport to, to yes. you know, all over the world. But there's something, a special place in my heart, and I believe in God's heart, too, uh, that uh, for that local pastor, for that local person that is, that is uh, overseeing a flock. Yes. Jesus spoke about it many times. Yes. When in, in Luke, mm-hmm. in Luke now, uh, mm-hmm. 15, yes. and, and he says, you know, he has, he has a hundred sheep, but he leaves the 99 for the one. Yes. That's a local, that's a local guy. That's a local person that loves the local work. Yes. And so we are here today, uh, with, with Apostle Felicia Napier Huff. Yes. And, uh, she is the, the pastor of the prophetic voice of Elijah worship tenor right here in san antonio so apostle thank you for being with us today thank you thank you for having me i'm so excited to be here yes now i want to before we talk about the ministry and everything i want to introduce san antonio to you Mm -hmm. uh tell me a little bit about yourself are you a san antonian (laughs) are you a pk Uh, what is what is a little bit about you well, I am a I am a PK. My father was Dr. Sherman Theodore Napier, and he pastored um, for over fifty years. And he is very well known here in San Antonio. And we, I've been in San Antonio fifty something years. Yeah. <laughs> Not trying to date myself, but um, I've been in San Antonio for fifty something year, about fifty years. Mm-hmm. And um, my father was Air Force, and so I grew up in the church. Um, my mother was a prophetess, missionary, evangelist, mm-hmm. missionary. And my mother played the piano. Yeah. And I grew up on the piano bench and um, can't play, but I took my father's side. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I'm the preacher and I took my mother's side. I'm the prophet. Yeah. So, you know, just being in church all my life, I loved it. Now, you're, so you are a PK. You came up in, in church. Mm-hmm. But yes. where, where and when... I'm a PK as well. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I understand 
you know, we grew mm. up. I tell people I was born in the third pew. Yes. That's my mother gave birth to yes. me in church and the service exactly. continued. Exactly. Yes. My mom <laughs> gave birth to me on the piano bench and, and kept playing while she was pushing. <laughs> and so, but, but in our lives, even though we grew up in a ministry home mm-hmm. and in church, we had to have a moment of our own. Hmm. You know, <laughs> how, how was that for you? When did you have, hmm. you experience your conversion moment? Wow. Now, the conversion moment, I fought all my life, basically, um, in regards to becoming um, becoming any type of minister. And I saw a whole lot, you know, being preacher's kids. Mm-hmm. We see a whole lot and be like, nope, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um, but I got saved at 18. Um, and I wasn't even here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I wasn't underneath my father. In fact, I was in a dire situation and I got pregnant at 18 and, um, I was at church. I was started going back to church in West Palm beach, Florida, where my grandmother lived mm-hmm. and she was a preacher and, um, I was in prayer service and I said, Lord, if you forgave me of my sins, you would fill me with the Holy ghost right now. And before I knew it, I started seeking after the Lord and I started, you know, speaking in tongues and I started prophesying that night. And so that was, that was my experience of knowing who God is for me, not just going on the cart, the coattail of my parents, Mm -hmm. but knowing for who he is for, for Felicia. Yeah. Yes. You know, because I was in a place where I didn't think God forgave me. Mm-hmm. Be of because I wasn't married when I got pregnant, right. you know, and so I was like, okay, this is one, yeah, one for the books. The yeah, preacher's yeah. daughter is pregnant, you know, and it took me a minute to even come back to San Antonio mm-hmm. because I did not want to bring shame on my father's name. Ah, yes, yeah. bringing shame on our father's name. Yeah. How many times do we go through life and we bring shame on our our father? Jesus name, heavenly father, our heavenly father's name. Okay. So I did not want to do that, but they say, Nope, you coming back. We're going to help you. And they did. Isn't it interesting that sometimes we, we feel that the rules don't apply, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in PK, the rules of grace. Yes. Sometimes don't apply to the pastor or his family. Exactly. Uh, But, Mm -hmm. but this is the place where we should find grace in in God's house. Yes. Yes. And, the children of the pastor are not perfect. No, we're not. You know, we 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 are no. not, and and now my children mm-hmm. I, are are not perfect. No, and, no. And, and we need my children no. need, and your need just mm-hmm. as much grace as exactly. as anyone else's children. And mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting that sometimes our lives mm-hmm. become that that picture. Yes. Of yes. what God is trying to do, and and you know. Mm-hmm. We, we're, we're talking prophets and prophetic, yes. but in, in the Old <laughs> Testament, prophets, many of them mm-hmm. had to live what they were the, prophesying. Yes, you had to demonstrate the prophetic word. And when I tell you, I'm very transparent in regards to my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not perfect, you know, and, and I tell people my testimony. Even when I got saved, um, I was saved. I call it for a minute, as we say in the church. I would say for a minute. Um, But when I really, really said yes to the Lord Mm -hmm. is when God really started working, um, working me in the ministry, because like I said, I was still fighting. And so I had to get I had to forgive myself 
again, we have to yeah. forgive ourselves first of all, and then God can use us and get over the, the hurt of, of whatever has led us to that point. And so like, I'm very transparent. You know, I was out there. I was out there as, as a, you know, I, I can't say I was um, a, a drug addict. I never, never did that. But there are other things right. that I did, yeah, yeah. you know. And so, but I'm I'm very transparent. I use that as my testimony, even as a woman, um, things that I went through as a single mother. Mm-hmm. And even as a mother, as, as a wife, I've been married. This makes my second marriage, yeah. you know. So even things that I went through in my life, I'm just very transparent because people need to understand we're not here. We're not all seen. We're not all, you know, we're not above reproach. Right. Exactly. Our thing is to live as if we are, but not saying there should be a time that we overcome at some time. Yeah, because holiness does not mean perfection. No, it does not. It, it, no. It, it means that we repent and turn away <laughs> yeah. from. Yeah. And, and every time we do, we repent exactly. and turn away. But when do we stop repenting and totally live in a place of overcame? Mm-hmm. And you hear me say overcame because overcame is a past. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not in the not overcome, not overcoming, right. but overcame. And so that means we never go back to that. We are done with that. And so now on to the next chapter, now on to the next place it needs to be delivered in our lives. Okay. And so we have to understand we need to live in a land of overcame. Yeah. You know, you said something a minute ago that I want to, I want to underline again because it, we could, we could easily just run through it. Mm -hmm. We we said forgiveness and healing. Yes. And and being made whole. Yes. So forgiveness to me, what it, it talks about, that first step to becoming yes. whole yes. and having that healing. Yes. But we have to, we, we're always asking for God to heal me, heal mm-hmm. my heart. My heart mm-hmm. is broken. They mm-hmm. did this and he did that and mm-hmm. she did the other. And mm-hmm. we want God to heal me, Lord, mm-hmm. and but hurt them mm-hmm. and, you know, for doing exactly. what they did to me. <laughs> exactly. But it begins exactly. with forgiveness. Would you, yes, would you for a minute, yes, just could you just talk about forgiveness for a second in the process yes. of healing? In the process of healing, we have to understand that forgiveness is a process, of course. Okay. And so we had just like we have grievance steps, we have process of mm. forgiveness. Okay. And so a lot of times we become imprisoned in our unforgiveness. Right. And so when we become in prison, that means that we have denial, we have bargaining, we have anger. Okay. And then we finally say, okay, this is it. I'm done. And so we cannot deny We can no longer, we need to stop the denial part of unforgiveness and blaming, doing the blame game Mm -hmm. of everybody else, okay? And then we also need to deal with the anger of being upset with ourselves and not forgiving ourselves and also the anger of being upset and not forgiving the other person, Mm -hmm. okay? And then we don't need to bargain. Well, Lord, okay, I'll forgive, like you said, if you get them. Yeah. That's bargaining, Okay, we don't there is that God our God is not a bargaining God. God is not a good negotiator. No, he is not. No, he <laughs> is not. And then it comes to the point where now we're gonna cope with this thing. Now we're gonna come face to face with our unforgiveness. Because once we say once we say, Okay, now I've done this, we own it. Mm-hmm. Own it. 
Okay. Now God can say, now I can step in. Now I can walk you through the healing process. And once you're through the healing process, now I can make you whole. You have to understand about the 10 lepers, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the 10 lepers. One came back. He didn't pronounce the other nine whole. Right. He pronounced that one healed and whole. That's right. Okay. And so we want to be like the one leper, that one leper right there. That came back. That came back. And got so, pronounced so healing, healed and whole. Healing is a process. Forgiveness is a process. Yes. And we cannot just think, you know, mm-hmm. somebody put an oily cross on my there forehead and now, and now I'm good. No. It's, it's going to hurt tomorrow, but, but mm-hmm. you have to stay on that process. Yes, and we also have to understand um, with healing, healing is just like a cold, mm-hmm. okay? You can be healed of a cold, but a cold will come back. Right. If you touch the wrong thing, if you be mm. around the wrong people, okay, if you touch that thing you have no business touching, mm-hmm. okay, you can be, you, your healing can be revoked and you can get sick again and get a right. cold, correct? Right. But when you're made whole, that means that cold is never, you will never see cold again, the rhinovirus right. again yeah. in your life. And so when we talk about healing and being made whole, that means that thing is no longer going to be a blockade for us. That thing is no longer going to be a hindrance for us because now we are whole. And that's how we become. That's how we walk in the land of overcame. Right. You know what? I want to take a minute, mm-hmm. just a minute. I want to invite you because you have a, a, a particular testimony of having grown up in a, in a Christian mm-hmm. ministerial home, not just a Christian home, mm-hmm. but a ministerial home mm-hmm. and having had that uh, that season. Yes. Right. And yes. And and, and having uh, prodigal perhaps may oh. may may fit very much. <laughs> and so. You, and you come and you come back and there's an acceptance and there's a repentance. Yes. Could you talk to perhaps the, the mom that is praying for her daughter? Yes. Dad that is wondering where did I go wrong with my boy? Yes. You know, and and but you came back. Yes. And if you came back, Everybody else can come back. Let me speak to that because I have three children of my own. And um, my oldest is 33. Mm -hmm. My middle child is 27. I hope I'm right. And my (laughs) baby, my baby is uh, my baby. He's my son. He is 26. And so, yes, I'm still praying for them to come into the knowledge of the Lord in all his fullness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that does not make me throw them away. And so when you talk about that, you have to see them where God has purposed them at. Okay. You have to see them. And so there is a stretch of rebellion that occurs in our children's life and even in each and every one of our lives, even though we're old, we still have some rebellion yeah, in us. Sure. We're rebelling, you know, but we must over, like, again, we must get over that rebellion and ask the Lord to deliver us. And so there's a thing of deliverance that needs to occur in our lives. And once that deliverance occurs, that means, again, we turn away from and we don't go back to that place. And so we must remain washed we must remain washed in the word, washed be, um, before him and ever in an humble position of on our knees. And so what we're seeing in our home, what we're seeing in in the chaos of life, mm-hmm. we cannot allow that to distract us. No, we cannot. Be, we cannot allow because this is the time that we more than ever need to be focused on what God is doing in the kingdom and what 
each one of our own lanes are. Mm -hmm. Not for me to come into your lane, Pastor Burgos, and not, you know, not for me to go into somebody else's lane, but be content, as Paul said, Mm -hmm. in our own lane and with our own mantle. Okay, because once we start going into other places that we have no business, that means we are now operating in the spirit of trespass. Mm -hmm. Okay, and what happens when you trespass? They come and they apprehend you and they put you in jail. Okay, and so that means that you have not fulfilled the things of the of God for what he has mantled you for because you're somewhere where you should not belong. So now I want to transition a little bit. Let's talk yes. about the church. Oh, uh, mm. let's let's talk about uh, the prophetic voice of Elijah yes. uh, Worship yes. Center. And you yes. are on the internet. Mm-hmm. What is what is your 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 internet address? Your web address? The prophetic V O E. Um, yes. The prophetic VOE dot org. Now, yes. how do we find your church? Where are you? I am on Loop 410 and uh, right at the at the access road, Loop 410 and West Avenue. There's a CW Floors and Amish Furniture. I'm in between right there. Okay. And so if you're coming from the northeast side, just get off on, I believe it's West Avenue. Right. Yes. Um, and if you're coming from the north, West Side, get off again on West Avenue and, and Jackson make turnar- County and make a turnaround, right. go under the overpass. Right. And so um, God has so blessed us that we prophetically, we sit as a gatekeeper. Yeah. Okay. Because right there, the very next exit starts the northeast side. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so we sit as a gatekeeper for the northwest and for what coming in and going out. You're you're on a bridge. I am right yeah. on the bridge. I'm right there on the cusp. But I just have, I, if I have time, when God God had been showing me that property for three years, mm-hmm. I had been going to that. But God had me going to that church for three years. When I first went, it was it was another church name and it was another church in there. Right. I said, okay, God, why am I here? He said, I just want you to see the promise. Mm. I said, okay, but there's a church there. And he said, okay. And so I left and he would send me back. He said, look at the promise. And by the second time, second or third time I went, they were gone. And he said, look at the promise. I said, okay. And I, he sent me back about four or five times. The fifth time, which is the number of grace. Mm-hmm. Okay. He looked, he said, look up. And I looked up. He said, now call that number. And I called the number. And when I tell you that God just opened up doors for us and there's been testimonies because we lit, we did a quantum leap of faith. Yeah. Okay. Not just a little. No. Not just a little. Not step a little. No, 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 no. It was a quantum <laughs> leap of faith because let me tell you, I stood on the bank of Jordan uh-huh. and I kept looking at the church checkbook <laughs> and I kept looking at the church membership uh-huh. and I and I kept looking at the church the, the the property I said okay that's not that don't match that doesn't match Lord he said no because I want you to do a quantum leap of faith and since we have done a quantum leap of faith other people we're getting we are getting literally testimonies yeah. of since you've moved in you gave me the faith to walk out mm-hmm. and to obtain and to see and declare what God wants for my life. So I have some 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 um, pastor friends, some apostle friends. They are now getting their buildings. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a nurse that I go to. She is now expanding. Okay, and so and not saying it has nothing to do with me. It just has for the demonstration of God's power in us. Yeah, but it's like I mentioned before. 
um, some of the Old Testament prophets mm-hmm. had to literally do yes. things that were prophetic yes. so that others could see. So it wasn't always speaking. Yes. It was also doing. Doing. Eat yes. this. Yes. You know, marry her. Yes. Her God? Yes. 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 And let the world see what mm-hmm. is going on. Yes. And so that look that to me is what you're mm-hmm. what you're doing mm-hmm. is acting and moving prophetically so yes. that others can see. And you're yes, telling and you're testifying to that. Mm-hmm. Others yes. that have seen, that have witnessed, that are yes. participating yes. are also moving in yes. to in their prophetic realm because exactly. they've seen you do it. Exactly. And we have to understand that we have to we have to blow our shofar. Mm-hmm. We have to make that sound yeah. in the earth realm. Yeah. And so when we make that sound, God, and we sound as one voice, mm-hmm. that means God can do some awesome things in everybody's life. Okay. So tell me, tell me what time are the services? Our services are every Wednesday night. We have interactive Bible study. And so God told me to have them talk back to me. Okay. I may have a subject, right. but you still come if you've had a dream, um, if you have a Bible verse in your meditation time. This is your time to talk back to me. Tell me what it is, and I will I will tell you what it means. If I don't know, I'll get back with you. Yeah. Promise you, I will. <laughs> but interactive Bible studies every Wednesday night at seven o'clock. Okay, and then we have service on Saturdays. We have Shabbat Saturday. Um, services. We are non-denominational church, but the Lord told me to have services on Saturday evenings at 530. Okay. okay? That's what the Lord told me. I, I go to church myself yeah. on Sunday. I go and support my other um, my other colleagues in the yeah. gospel. But yes, that's when we have so every Saturday at 530 and Wednesday night at 7. So we can invite everybody. Yes. Because a lot of People don't go to church on Saturday exactly. at five thirty. Exactly, and so they can find you. Yes, at twenty one sixty one. That's the exact address. Yes, the correct address twenty one sixty one Northwest Loop four ten. Yes, and so you're right in that in that area West between Avenue between and East and West on the yes. on the North side, right on right four ten. Yes, and so I want you to take a take a second. We have about thirty. Uh, take a second to invite San Antonio to church on Sunday. Well, San Antonio area, I'm so glad to to serve you in this area. And so I would like to invite you to the Prophetic Voice of Elijah Worship Center, where we are located at 2161 Northwest Loop 410 every Saturday at 530 and on Wednesday at 7. Thank you, San Antonio. God bless you, and we'll see you again. We'll hear you again next week. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.